Well, we finished our series on the church, and so I had a message that I had been preparing and for uh, today and uh, yesterday from uh, visitation. The Lord laid something in my heart to share there. Then throughout the day, we had prison ministry up at Cairo, and the Lord just kept working on my heart. That's part of something I shared from visitation, even a little bit of, uh, up at the prison. And so I've kind of changed plans for this morning. So turn with me to Jeremiah chapter number one. Jeremiah chapter number one. The message is simply entitled this, Remembered by God. I trust this morning be an encouragement to you this morning as I think the music ministry has already been has flowed well with what we'll talk about here today and I want you to know this morning I believe the Holy Spirit would have us to be reminded that you and I are constantly remembered by God and we're always on his heart and mind, and we'll see that develop even in this passage here. Now, lower with Jeremiah chapter 1, and look at verse number 5. You know it well. God is speaking to the prophet Jeremiah. He's uh, alluding to his knowledge of Jeremiah, and much of this is similar to what God knows about you and I. Notice it, Jeremiah chapter 1, verse number 5. Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctify thee, and I ordain thee, here for Jeremiah, a prophet unto the nations. See, what can be said of Jeremiah in this first part of this verse can be said of each one of us. Now, we know this. We've grown up in church. Many of us have attended church for many, many years. Don't let that slip by. Here's the reality. God in heaven knew you before you were you. Now, wrap your mind around that one, huh? God in heaven knew you before you were you. God knows us so well. Before I formed thee, I knew thee. Before you came out of that womb, I knew you. Who you were, everything about you, I know you. Now what's neat about that is the simple reality that that knowledge that God has of us hasn't changed. He hasn't forgotten about you. He hasn't forgotten about me. He hasn't pushed us to the back of his mind. Everything and, and all that encompasses God's omniscient knowledge about us, God still retains. And you are on his mind. Every single individual here, God knows you. Now turn with me, if you will, to another verse. I think this is neat because sometimes we're tempted. You know what we're tempted to do? Let's be honest this morning. Sometimes even as believers, but maybe even as someone who doesn't know God, you know what? Sometimes we're tempted to think God forgot about me. Sometimes we'll go through a trial. We'll go through a circumstance. We'll go through an event in our life and we'll think God has forgotten about me. Yes, I know God's up there. Yes, I'm a believer, but, but it just doesn't seem that God is remembering me, that he's thinking about me, that he is, uh, th- that I'm on his mind. And sometimes Satan loves to get that thought in our minds. Every believer, some of the college students taking off the college, they may think that God has forgotten them at college. There's pastors, there's missionaries that around the world in different places that, that they serve and serve and serve and, and maybe that thought creeps up and Satan brings it out. God's forgotten about you. What has God done for you recently? Satan loves that when we think that God forgets about us. But I'm here this morning, I want to tell you that God remembers you. He's known you since he formed you in your mother's belly. And he knows you so well. 
Turn with me to Genesis chapter 8. Genesis chapter number 8, if you will, with me. We go from Jeremiah. We're going to be looking at several passages here this morning. and I love this verse here. Genesis chapter number 8. It is probably finds ourselves in this chapter in one of the most horrific periods in mankind's history. It is a, it is a terrible time uh, here on earth. Noah. Here's Noah, and he's entered into the ark. He's become a zookeeper, whether he liked it or not. All these animals God has brought, and boy, now he's on the boat, and uh, he's having to be in charge of feeding them, taking care of them. He's in charge. He doesn't know when the rain's going to stop. He doesn't know when the ark's going to come to dry land, if it ever will. Noah is having one of these stressful times in life, you can imagine, trying to make sure that everything's taken care of. And I like chapter 8, and I like the very first verse that of this chapter. Notice what it says. And God, what's the next word? Remembered Noah. And every living thing. And all the cattle, a generic term for the animals that was with him in the ark. God made a wind to pass over the earth and the, the waters assuage. In other words, we'll talk about it in a moment. It calls them to go back down. Now listen to me. We hear this term, God remembered Noah. I want to bring out three or four different thoughts here this morning. What does it mean that God remembers us? Number one, I want you to wrap our minds around this truth. God doesn't lose track of us. You ever lose track of something? You ever misplace your keys? You ever misplace a child? You ever misplace your car in a parking lot? Hmm. See, I think I just covered 95% of us, amen? From keys to children to cars. Can I tell you, my friend, aren't you great, grateful that God doesn't misplace you? He doesn't lose track of you or I. Now, here's the great truth. I said this yesterday in the prison. Man, this is fantastic. Brother Dan was there. Brother Tony was there with us. And, and uh, I, I was preaching. I was just going along. And about 12 guys in that session, we had multiple sessions. And, and I'm preaching. And I share this verse. And the guy just speaks up. Because, you know, sometimes they feel like they can do that. Don't feel like you can do that here. Okay. But he spoke up. And, and we read this verse. And God remembered Noah. And then he goes, he speaks up. He goes, hey, yeah, see, God forgets us. Doesn't he? Woo. So I looked at Brother Dan. I said, Dan, this one's yours. You answer. No, I didn't. Uh, that's a good question. Because when we think of context of where it says, and Noah remembered, guess what? Oh, I remember where I put my keys. <laughs> I remember where I put my car, <laughs> where I parked it. But what we have to understand, that's a limited and narrow definition of the idea of remembering. Let me give you some illustrations. Because that's a great question. Because reading it in our English, you might think, whoa, that means God forgets about us. That he misplaced us. That, that he forgot. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, Noah. He's on the ark. I forgot about it. <laughs> Him and his family don't only live in human beings. And they're floating around on this water down here on earth. And oh, no. I forgot about them. We might read that and think that. But let's, give, let's think about the terminology of remembering. Have you ever been in a doctor's office or you went to uh, someplace, a uh, secretary of state or something like that, and where you had to take a number, and, and uh, I had to visit the Social Security office down in Flint, Woohoo! And, uh, and th that was terrible. I mean, just hundreds of people, and you have to take a number, and, and sometimes you think, oh, they have forgotten about me. They haven't called my number, and it seems like they called all the, everybody else's number, and maybe you go up there, and you, you excuse me, ma'am, excuse me, sir, uh, this is my number, and I was just checking to make sure that maybe I wasn't passing over, you haven't forgotten about me, and they look at you with that incredulous smile or sn snicker on their face and say, hey, don't, don't worry. We haven't forgotten about you. We remember you, and we'll call your number soon enough. 
See, what they're saying is this. We, we haven't misplaced you. We know you're there. And yet our attention and our focus will be yours soon. Just last week, my wife and I celebrated our anniversary. We got a few cards. Many of you have had an anniversary, many in August here in our church family. Some of you had a birthday. Sometimes you get a card on your birthday, your anniversary. You know what sometimes it says? Remembering you on this special day. Does that mean, oh, I can't believe they forgot about me? Remembering me. That means they forgot about me. No, that doesn't mean that, that they forgot about you. What are they saying when a card says, remembering you on this special day? Don't miss it, my friend, because this is integral, vital to our understanding of this passage. You know what it means? It means on this day especially, you have our attention, our focus, and our thoughts. Remembering you on this special day. It's your birthday. We are remembering you on this. In other words, what they're saying is this. Hey, we didn't forget your birthday because they wouldn't have sent you a card if they forgot your birthday. Okay, so get that. Understand that connection. They're not forgetting you. They're remembering you on this special day. In other words, you are in their thoughts. Boy, it's nice to be in someone's thoughts, isn't it? It's nice to have someone's attention and focus at different times. And can I tell you, my friend, when you and I read, and God remembered Noah, you know what it tells us? That Noah had God's attention. That Noah had God's focus. God was all about Noah in that moment, in that time. He's telling Noah, you're on my mind. I haven't lost track of you. I haven't misplaced you. I haven't forgot about you. In fact, it's quite the opposite. You have my full attention. And I want to tell you, my friend, today you have God's full attention. Now, I have six children. I'll tell you, when they start going all at once and talking and wanting dad's attention, even me and my schizophrenic uh, ADHD, I can't keep up with it. But can I tell you, your powerful God in heaven can give you his full attention and you his full attention and you his full attention and me his full attention. What a great God we have. Whatever trial you're going through, you have his full attention. Listen, Noah, for some of us, if we were Noah, we would have been pulling out what hair we do have. Taking care of all these animals, his family saying, is it ever going to stop raining? I just imagine at day 30, Satan came along, day 30 of it raining, because we know that they were in the ark oh, a year or so. And the reality is it rained 40 days and 40 nights. Could you imagine on day 30, 30 don't you think Satan came and said, Noah, Noah, God forgot about you. God, God puts you somewhere and you were even obeying him and look at you. You're, you're, you're in the middle of nowhere. This water's not going anywhere. This rain's not going to stop. God has forgotten about you. Don't you think that happened? Last human beings alive, alive on earth. Water like they've never seen before. Responsibility to take care of every living being on that ark. Oh, surely, surely. Satan came along trying to get Noah to think that God had forgotten all about him. But yet God is saying this, you have my full attention. (laughs) You are ever on my heart and mind just like you were before you were you. When I formed you in the belly, I knew you. We sometimes think, well, how can God... Give me his full attention. I'm just one of a million numbers in the whole catalog of earthlings in God's mind. I can't explain in God's infinite wisdom, knowledge, and ability how he gives you and I his full attention. But I know this. When I stop and I pray, dear Father, he hears me. 
When I cry out to my God, I know He's listening. When I see things happen in my life that are for my good and His glory, I know my God's at work in my life. I know I have His full attention, friend. And so do you. God remembers you. No matter what you face today, no no matter what's going on, no matter what predicament and experience. You know what else, though? He doesn't lose track of you, but let's also term it this way. Uh, He doesn't forget you. And He doesn't forget His promises to you. He doesn't forget that He's promised some things to you as, as you obey, as you differ things, and even some promises that are unconditional. In other words, there's not things attached by which we need to do some things to, 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 to earn it or gain it. No, He doesn't forget. He didn't forget His promise to Noah. When it says that Noah, God remembered Noah, it doesn't mean that God all of a sudden, oh man, I, I need to let him land on dry land. I told him I'd deliver him. I promised him if he built this boat that, that he would eventually, he and his family would be safe. Oh, I forgot about it. No, God remembers his promises to his children. God remembers his promises to mankind. I, I, I told you before, I forgive my uh, naivety or my childlike, I, I can't get over a rainbow. A promise of God to all the world that he'll never destroy the earth again. That's a God's promise. Unconditional. It isn't if you and I live a certain way, then the rainbow will show up. No. Every time that God puts a rainbow in the sky, it's, hey, remember my promise? Remember my promise? Because I haven't forgotten. Some college students will go away to college, and my friend, I want to encourage you by a simple promise. God said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. That I shall supply all your need. That my grace is sufficient for everything you face. There's some here, some adults, who you're facing a, a difficult time, a difficult trial. You're going through some circumstances that not many others know about. And, and boy, in your heart and mind, you're wrestling, you're suffering, and things are going on. My friend, can I tell you, God has not forgotten His promise to you. Whether it be a way of escape, whether it be His grace is sufficient, no matter what it may be, the promise found within Scriptures, God has not forgotten that He's given it to you, His child. He doesn't forget his promises that in this case, not to deliver Noah. Let let me tell you another one that I think this is great that that shows it. Exodus chapter 2. Turn with me there. Genesis, then Exodus. So we're going to stay in the same neighborhood of the Bible. Exodus chapter number 2. Look down with me at verse number 24. Here are the Israelites. They are in the midst of Egypt. Excuse me. They're facing great bondage and suffering. Now notice what God says in in Exodus chapter 2, verse 24. We know that God didn't misplace Egypt. And we know here, as it is presented to us, that God didn't forget about His promises to Egypt. Look at Exodus chapter 2. Look at verse 24. And God heard their groaning. And uh, you can see the verse right above that talks about a new king there and in the bondage and, and so forth. And God heard their groaning. And God, notice it, God, what's the next word? Remembered. He remembered his promise, his covenant to their forefathers with Abraham and Isaac and with Jacob. And God looked upon the children of Israel and God had respect unto them. And it sure is easy to start thinking when life gets difficult, when certain circumstances and experience rear their ugly head in our lives and health and finances and other things, things come up. It would be very easy for us to start thinking that God has not kept his end of the bargain. That God is not keeping His promises. And yet God says here, no, I've remembered. In fact, I've never forgotten my promise, my covenant to your forefathers. 
that I will take care of this nation, that I will bless it and, and I will use it and take them to a land promised unto them. But man, it sure is easy sometimes to forget that when you're in the midst of a difficult time. When you're going through a specifically hard or especially hard trial or, or a time of wondering and, and uh, you just don't mess, maybe see the blessing right up front of what God's doing, it, it's easy to do that. And that's exactly when, when Satan comes along and he wants you and I to think that, he wants us to think that God's promises are not valid for us, that, that somehow we have forfeited them. Can I tell you, there's a lot of people who Satan wants them to think and has convinced them that they can't be saved. Because they've done a horrible thing. There's a young man in prison up at Caraway yesterday and at somewhere along the way, and I'm thankful spiritually he's moved beyond this, but somewhere along the way he murdered someone and immediately for several days afterwards, all he could think is God could never save me because of what I've done. Can I tell you, I don't care if you're an adulterer, if you're a murderer, if you're a liar, you're a Sunday school teacher, you're a deacon, you're a pastor, Whosoever will be saved can be saved. Whosoever. But boy, Satan wants to convince us that there's promises that aren't valid for us. He wanted to convince Noah, Noah, he forgot about you. Yeah, he promised that you land on dry land. That's not going to happen. Here, Israel's, they're facing the bondage and the suffering of a, a new king in Egypt. Hey, God has forgotten about you as a nation. He's lost track of you. He's not going to keep his promise to Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. He's not going to do that. God has forgotten about you. If we're honest this morning, there are times in our life where Satan comes along and whispers the same thing into our ears. He tries to convince us that, boy, God's promises aren't going aren't to be held true by him. For instance, God has promised us that he would give us grace, grace, sufficient grace. Remember how we defined it, God's resources for all circumstances and experience. God's, and Satan wants us to think, nah, God's not going to do that in your life. Your, your problem's too big and, and your situation's too overwhelming and God has forgotten about you and God's not caring about you. God, God's not going to give you the grace that you need for that situation. I'm here to tell you this morning that God remembers you. As God remember Noah, as God remember Israel, God knows exactly where you are. He knows what you're going through. And can I tell you, my friend, he knows what you need today. He knows what you need this week. That's our Heavenly Father. I like this simple truth. And God, in the fact that He never forgets His promises to us, He never writes off anybody. You ever have someone write you off? Maybe you made a mistake. Maybe you did something or said something they didn't like or, or they just never gave you the, the, uh, the, the, the chance. Maybe they never gave you anything and they just wrote you off. Maybe an employer, maybe an employee, maybe another person, a relation, maybe a family member. We probably have all experienced someone just writing us off. Maybe we disappointed them or discouraged them in some way. Man, I sure am thankful that that doesn't happen with God. He doesn't write us off. No matter... Again, even if we sin, even if we fail, even if we doubt a little bit. Hey, number three, he doesn't lose track of you. He doesn't forget his promise to you. Number three, uh, he doesn't ignore your need and the present predicament that has engulfed you. If Noah had his full attention, as we know he did, as Noah had God's full attention, and 
probably that 30th, 35th day of the rain coming down, maybe 150, 200 days later when the rain, when the boat is still floating, and there's no sign of dry land. When Noah thought that he couldn't bear it any longer, that's when God showed him grace. We read it in verse 1 of chapter 8. God swooped in, caused the wind to make the water go down. Could you imagine what joy it would have been for, for Noah just to, just to start realizing, wait a minute, the water's receding. Assuaged is the word used in the scriptures, but it means receding. The, the water's going down, and then it's eventually sending out those birds, and, and one coming back not having found anything to lie on or, or to rest on, then another one bringing back a twig, and then the last one stayed away. Man, wouldn't that have been encouraging? Who was behind all that? God was. Why? Because Noah had God's full attention. He, he doesn't ignore us. When we have a great need or we're in a situation that has engulfed us. Turn with me to Genesis chapter 30. Here's another great example of it and probably one we're familiar with. Genesis chapter 30. And uh, here is Jacob. Here uh, he is with Leah and Rachel. And boy, Leah and Rachel get in a contest about who's going to bear the most children or any children. Rachel just can't have any children. They give their handmaids to Jacob. And before you know it, boy, Jacob's uh, quiver is full and overflowing. And overflowing. And so here we find ourselves in the middle of this story. We come down to chapter 30. Notice verse 22. Leah has had six, seven kids, whatever the case may be. And uh, I think seven, six boys, one girl. Uh, their, their handmaids have. We come down to verse 22. Notice it. And God, what's the next word? Remembered. And God remembered Rachel. And I like this. And God hearkened to her. I want to tell you something right now. That tells us that she was talking to God. She was crying to Him. To hearken to someone means you listen and you respond. And so, yes, she's talking to God. And and maybe Satan came along and said, Ah, God's forgotten. He doesn't care about your need. Rachel, your need to have a child is not that big of a deal to God. And yet, we read quite the opposite. And God remembered Rachel. And God hearkened to her and opened her womb. Isn't that a great story? Great truth, a great reality. Here is somebody who, who probably thought God had forgotten about her. Boy, she's looking at Leah, and Leah's had tons of kids, and she's looking at even her handmaid. The handmaids have had kids, and she has been praying all this time, and she's going through a specific need. And, and maybe like Noah, after 30 days of rain, 35 days, 100, 200 days of, of being on that ark, he, he's beginning to give way and give in to the, the temptation of Satan. Hey, God's forgotten about you. He's lost track of you. Hey, Rachel, hey, Noah, God does not care about your need your need's not big enough that god has a whole world to take care of why should he care about your little thing and that's exactly when god showed himself strong on their behalf and god remembered rachel and hearkened unto her and opened up her womb man what a great truth what a what a great encouragement of a great god that always remembers us she couldn't conceive it was a great shame and pain for her and yet god showed that he cared he did not forget about rachel but as he showed himself strong on her behalf he showed himself to give her his full attention in the midst of that need and predicament 
Can I tell you this morning, I, I don't know what all of us are going through, and I know there's some here. You've shared it in prayer request on Wednesday night or uh, in Sunday school or privately with me. I, I know there's a lot of trials. I know there's a lot of things that we face. Can I tell you right now that God has not ignored your need, your predicament, your situation? And compared to the person down the pew, it may not seem nearly as big. And they may be facing a health issue or, uh, that, that could threaten their life. And they may be facing something much bigger, much greater. But I sure am thankful. If it's the need to find my keys or it's the need for a health test to come back or if it's a need for a health, uh, excuse me, for a financial bill to be paid, my God has not ignored it. He knows it. And it is in his heart that you are always on his mind. You have his full attention. God remembers you, Christian. Well, who am I? I'm a nobody. I think Rachel probably thought that. <laughs> Noah thought, man, <laughs> literally, who am I? I'm like the last man on earth. But yet God still cares for me. Here's the problem. See, the danger is never this. No, no, don't miss it, Christian. We've got to get that ingrained in our thinking. Here's The danger is not, well, God's forgotten about me. And if we're honest this morning, there's been times in our lives where we've gone through some difficult situations and, and maybe horrific and, and, and tough in many ways, and we, uh, uh, Satan's come along, and we've been tempted to think, God has forgotten about me. But that's really not the danger, because God will not forget about you. He always remembers you doesn't lose track of you. He doesn't forget his promises to you. He doesn't ignore the need that has engulfed your life and your thinking. But here's the danger. That you and I, in turn, will forget about God. That you and I will, will forget about who he is and what he has promised in his word. Think of it this way, and I think my clicker has stopped working. It has, oh, there it goes finally, okay? Uh, here's the concern. Here's the danger that we'll forget about God. Not the idea, for you and I as Christians, don't mistake it. It's not the idea of, oh, I forgot that God's there. No, it's not the idea that we'll forget that God is there, that He exists, that He is who He is, but rather the same way we define remember. He doesn't have our attention. We're not focused on God. He, he's not continually in our thoughts. He's not the priority that He deserves to be. Boy, Israel has given us a good example of this, haven't they? Turn with me to Judges chapter 8. We're still in the Old Testament here. Judges chapter 8. We're going to pick up where Gideon has died. Gideon the great judge. An amazing story of how God used Gideon. But we come to Judges chapter 8. And Gideon has just died. In fact, the, the verse right before the one we're going to read says Gideon was dead. Literally as soon as Gideon was dead. The children of Israel went to sinning. That's verse 33. We're going to pick up in verse 34 of Judges 8. Judges 8. Notice it. Verse 34. Okay. Judges 8, 34. And the children of Israel, read the next two words for me. I'll start it again. And when we come to that, uh, and when I say Israel, you read the next two words. And the children of Israel remembered. Hmm. 
And the children of Israel remembered not the Lord their God, who had delivered them out of the hands of all their enemies on every side. Here's the reality. Now listen, sometimes we're tempted to think God's forgotten about me. God has lost track of me. God has done all that. He doesn't know where I am. He doesn't remember me. Can I tell you the reality is this. We often fail where God doesn't. We often fail where God doesn't. What does that mean? Well, number one, you know what sometimes happens to us? We lose track of God in our lives. What does that mean? Well, literally that we lose track. We, we lose sight. He doesn't have our attention to what he instructs and informs us in his word of how we are to live. We forget about God. We don't remember him and making him our full or giving him our full attention. We lose track of Him. We forget, we, ourselves, as human beings, we forget our promises to God. In other words, our commitment to Him, that we'll live for Him. We forget that we've pledged to follow Him in in every area of our life. We forget that. He doesn't forget. We forget. We neglect it. When we say forget, what we mean is we don't give it our full attention. We don't, we don't make it our, uh, the focus of our lives, of our daily. We don't say, oh, God needs to be on my mind and His Word and uh, just saturating my thoughts and my living and my mind. We forget our promises to Him. Oh, we fail where He does not fail. Number three, you can imagine where we're going. We forget that in the greatest times of need, He is the first one we should turn to. We forget in our greatest times of need that He is the first one we should turn to. When He should be the one that we cry out to and not just a token, well, I I need to take it in prayer to God, then I need to fix the situation. No, my friends, your God in heaven is the most powerful one that you know. And He is the one that loves you like no one else. And you are ever, forever on His mind. You see, our, in our fickleness of forgetting God in this way, it's a great danger to us in our Christian lives. You know, perhaps there's one this, this morning here that you've forgotten God more days than not. He and His Word have not factored, factored into your days, your decisions, your thoughts, and your actions. Literally, you've lost track of God, what He wants, what, how He informs you how to live your life. You have forgotten your promises. You made a, a prayer of dedication one time in an, all, an altar after He saved you. You said, God, I'm going to live for you. I'm going to do my best to follow you in all things. And we have forgotten God. And that has factored into times in our life where we think God has forgotten us. And can you imagine what God in heaven is thinking? It's not I that have forgotten you. I always know where you are. I know what's on your heart. I know what's on your mind. I know the hairs of your head. I know all about you. I have not forgotten you. You have forgotten me. I don't have your full attention. Son, daughter, there's great danger. We've forgotten to read His Word. His Word doesn't have our attention. Our times of prayer are are non-existent or anemic because He doesn't have our focus. In our fellowship, if we're honest, there isn't much. Could I, for a second, we're not going to turn there, but you look up this way. Can I draw your attention to the story of the prodigal son? 
We know it well, right? Uh, uh, the, the, the child, the son came to his father and said, give me my inheritance. I, I want to go. And he goes and he spends it on riotous living. And boy, uh, he's out there and he's living it up. He's living in the world and he's having a, a great time in his mind. Sin is pleasurable for a season. But let me ask you this. All the time that that guy is out there and he ends up in the pig sty eating the food for pigs, all that entire time, what do you think the dad's like? Did the dad forget about the prodigal son? No way. Here's a dad who loved his son. Here is a father who said, man, I, I miss my son. My thoughts are about his son. And we've always pictured, and I think it's appropriate from the passage, we, we picture the father on the porch looking down the road. We just see the father that, that he, it's always on his mind. Parents, you know what I'm talking about. Always having a child on your mind, a circumstance on your mind. And literally, here is the prodigal son's father. He doesn't know when his son's going to return. He has no clue all, all that's going on in his son's life. But I'll tell you, my friend, he remembers his son. He knows who his son is. He loves him intimately. And I'll tell you, my friend, he has the best intentions for his son. How do we know all that? Because when the son decides, wait a second, what am I doing in a pigsty? If I go back home and fall at the feet of my father, I can be a slave and a servant in his house and do so much better than I'm doing now. And so he begins to come home. Where is his father when he's coming home? He's looking down the road and he sees him what? Afar off. Why? Because his father's never forgotten him. He hasn't lost track of him. His love for him has not waned. Now, there's the father, and we know the story. The son comes and throws himself at his feet, and the father picks him up and calls for clothes, and that chain be hung around his neck, a celebration. He doesn't embrace him as a servant. He embraces him as a son, a forgiven son, someone who has come back, and the father has not forgotten him. Who does that father represent? Can I tell you, my friend, that father is your heavenly father in heaven. He always remembers you. He always remembers me. It is the same God that remembered Noah. It's the same God that remembered Rachel. It is the same God that remembered Israel. That is our God. A loving, caring, providing God. Yea, even when we fail to give him the attention and focus that he deserves, we have his attention. We have his focus. God wants us to remember, listen to me and I'm done. God wants us to remember constantly that he remembers us. Every day, he wants you to remember, I, I'm on God's mind. I have God's full attention. All I have to do is stop and pray, and he'll hearken unto me. All I have to do is cry out to my God, and I know that he hears me, and that, that he cares for me. So God wants us to always remember that he remembers us. Never let it flee your mind. Resist the devil when he comes along and says, God's forgotten about you. He's misplaced you. He, you obeyed him, and look, he hasn't done anything in, in blessing you. And, and boy, it's only brought heartache on you. Satan wants you to think that, Christian. But God is in heaven saying, remember, I remember you. Don't forget that I remember you. You have my full attention, my focus. And then he wants us to do this. Not only remember that he remembers us, but in turn, he wants that to cause us to remember him. That we wouldn't forget him. 
there's several truths, and I like this truth that Psalm 78 is talking about Israel. Notice that for sake of time, I put it up here, but uh, if the clicker will work, we'll get it there. And uh, there we go. Psalm chapter 78, verse 35. And they remembered, speaking of Israel, and they remembered that God was their rock and the high God their Redeemer. Can I tell you this morning, some of you need to be remembered. Some of us need to be remembered this morning that God is our rock. He's our rock. He is our deliverer. He is our redeemer. He is the one that, that is everything to us, and we have not lost his attention. You know, sometimes in, in, in our family, the youngest children will look to see if Erica and I are looking at them. Just this last week, Caden says, Dad, Dad, watch. Dad, watch. And you know how it is. As parents, we try to do several things at once. I remember he, he looked at me. He goes, Dad, you're not watching. I said, I'm watching. I'm watching. Okay, I'm watching. He turns his head. I look around. He goes, Dad, okay, I'm watching. You know? you know, sometimes we're like that with God. Are you watching? Are you watching? Can I assure you God is watching? He remembers you. He, he knows you. He, he, he knows all about you, your need, every situation you find yourself in. He also knows, now listen, he also knows when you have forgotten him. And he's like this, this father of the prodigal son, and he's waiting for you and I. And I sure am thankful that we have a God in heaven that when we have strayed, when we come back to him in repentance and confession, he doesn't do this. Well, did you learn your lesson? You know what our father does? And embraces us. Man, what a great God we serve. We don't, we don't deserve that. That's because he is a God who loves us and remembers us. God who cares for us. And as we, as he desires us to remember him, he wants us to remember he's our rock. He's our redeemer. Now listen to me. I love this aspect. And one last verse. He wants us to remember then his promises, right? His words to us. Philippians chapter 4, verse 19, notice it. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Now, now here's the key, and here's the concluding aspect of it, where you and I say, okay, practically, what did I do? As you and I keep him, as we have his attention and focus, as we keep him in the middle of our attention and focus. In other words, in the middle of our life, when in our thinking, in our acting, in our speaking, it's all about God. Notice what Paul says in this verse. Notice it. He says, but God, no. He says, but my God. You see, when you and I keep our attention and focus on God, and we realize that, boy, if God had a spotlight, his spotlight would be on me because I have his attention. Now, every other believer has a spotlight too, but boy, I have God's full attention. And when I live in that truth and I allow it to permeate and consume my thinking, my living, my speaking, and everything else, the fact is this, when that happens, then it builds on what I establish when I put my faith and trust in Christ. I have a relationship with God. He is my God. How many of us have ever seen a child? They have a toy sitting here. They, they have a book or something like that. They see another child come to, to, to lay hugs on them. They say, ah, ah, that's my toy. That's my book. Can I tell you, I, I think there's too few Christians who say, that's my God. 
And what that comes from is a relationship in which I have made him the focus of my life, the attention of my life. And my friend, the Christian life was never meant to be lived without a relationship with God. He's my God. My God hasn't forgotten me. My God remembers me. My God's going to keep every promise He's ever given me. My God is not ignoring the predicament, the situation I am. And my friend, I'll tell you, if He's my God, I'm not going to forget Him. I'm going to make sure that my God is always involved in my life. That He directs it, that He guides it. And I'll tell you, when you, on a daily basis, when you, on a daily basis, you walk with my God, your God, that's a wonderful place to be. Safe in the arms of Jesus, as the hymn might put it. It is the best place for any Christian to be. But I'll tell you, when you and I stop making him the focus, when we stop making giving him our full attention, that's exactly when we begin to think that God has forgotten us. We begin to think that, well, he hasn't kept up his end of the bargain. Now, he, he doesn't really care about my need. He's ignoring it. But boy, if you and I will get back to a relationship where he is my God, our God will show himself strong. Aren't you thankful this morning that God remembers you? I am. Now, let's do our part and not forget him. And that's let's live like he is my God.